0: So it's up to you now, a ten-year-old kid, yep. to decide what to do.
1: Which is not the classic,
0: right? Not for Doctor, not for Doctor Vivaldi,
1: not for the deckhand who mm-hmm. has clearly an adult. Like mm-hmm. years of experience. Sailing. At least some
0: ship experience, yeah. Not, it's not his. And position. a
1: burly physique. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, this guy looks like he could lift a cow. He could <laughs> definitely, like, steer this bad boy. Mm-hmm. Hey, <laughs> hey, kid with the noodle arms. You <laughs> shirt from marshall
0: okay (laughs) just from someone like took it from on the street yeah punched a guy (laughs) (laughs) um beware and warning and welcome everybody to choose your own book club yeah baby (laughs) yeah baby uh so this is a podcast all about the choose your own adventure books my name is peter i'm a librarian my name is abby i'm also a librarian (laughs) Why'd you say it like that? I say it however I want. All right, fine. I can say it however I want. I can say it however I feel. But now you're singing.
1: It. I can say it. I can sing it. I can, I can scat it. <laughs> well, let's hear you scat it. I don't know how to do that. No, oh, okay. but if I find out someday, then I'm I. I'm the
0: librarian. Ba 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 ba.
1: Ba 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 ba. Wee ba ba
0: ba Fun. I'm the
1: librarian. <laughs>
0: Uh, So, yeah, thanks for tuning in today, everybody. Thanks for choosing us uh, today. We're talking about survival at sea.
1: I would be so bad at this in real life. (laughs) What is your, have you had (laughs) any boating adventures? No, um, full disclosure, I am absolutely terrified of the ocean.
0: Of just water or just the ocean? Mm,
1: Well, water, if I can see, like, the bottom of it, Mm -hmm. then I'm cool. Like a bathtub? Then we're cool. We're cool with one another. Okay. Because if I can see the bottom, then I know what's in it. Mm -hmm. I saw a tweet one time that was, like, something about how, like, the ocean – I'm cool with the ocean, but whatever is happening beneath the surface (laughs) is none of my business, Mm -hmm. and that is exactly how I feel. (laughs) It's great. I love the ocean. Mm -hmm. I support it. The ocean's Um, like
0: bears. If you leave it alone, it'll leave you alone.
1: Yeah. The ocean wants us dead. (laughs) (laughs) We cannot survive in it. Mm Mm-hmm. The ocean sees us and it's like perfect. Mm-hmm. A victim.
0: <laughs> Come to the rocks. Yeah. With their siren song. Exactly.
1: It you can't survive in there. Right. You're gonna die. You mm-hmm. can't breathe it, but everything else inside of it can.
0: I, I don't, was I don't really like it. scared that we were gonna lose that, and then we didn't, which
1: is good. I,
0: know. I wish we could save as we go.
1: I know. Save. <laughs> <laughs> like it's
0: uh like it's a boss battle and <laughs> like save.
1: Save before uh, something bad happens I can always recount how much I hate the ocean Fair enough I mean I love it and I want to save it It's part of what makes Earth special and Mm -hmm. We need it I hate that there's so much plastic in it There's a really great um, ocean cleaning Like they have a really awesome Instagram And they have this huge, 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 huge boat And they have these huge, huge, huge nets And they go out to the great, huge Mm
0: -hmm. plastic
1: Island, mm-hmm. you know, and they just scoop up all of that stuff. And someone asked them in a recent video how many straws are in there, and they said oh. very, very, very few, almost none. Oh, okay. So guess, suck it, everyone who tells me not to have straws. <laughs> well, because I think <laughs> by that don't suck it because you're not using a straw. <laughs> I think it th-
0: by that point they're all broken down. <laughs> yeah, and so it's big like, like, like microplastics. So.
1: Yeah, the stuff, <clears throat> the stuff that's actually in that huge uh plastic island mm-hmm. out there is um mostly fishing waste.
0: Oh, I didn't know that part.
1: Yeah. Huh. It's a lot of nets, a lot of um like big cages and stuff that just fall off of like big fishing mm. like
0: a lot of adventures from the nineteen eighties. Yeah. Kids just, just kids going on who boating, fell off adventures. Of boating adventures. Boating mm-hmm. adventures and stuff, mm-hmm. yes for sure. Looking for Archosaurs.
1: Yes, there might be some archosaurs in there, just like their <laughs> skeletons and stuff. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. No whale falls though. Like, oh man, have you ever seen videos of whale falls? Like where they just jump up and they. No, like at the bottom of the ocean, where like a whale has died, and then is like at the bottom of the ocean, oh, and mm-hmm. all like these animals are down there eating. Oh. You like that? Like it's. Yeah, it's really cool. Okay. I mean, it's sad for the whale. <laughs> But it's so cool to see like so many other animals like okay. thriving. I,
0: I, yes, yeah, so that's a part of life, I suppose. But it's yeah, a circle of life, man. I Elton John taught us all
1: about it. <laughs> Did you not watch The Lion King? It's a circle of life. <laughs> that's a bad Elton John. I don't. I never said I'm good at Elton John. <laughs> that's all you talk about is how good <laughs> Elton John British is. Yeah, at least oh. at least once a day. That's my Roman Empire. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, speaking of bad impressions, I have a special theme song for this book, Survival at Sea. Uh, I called up my friend Lana Del Rey. Stop, please stop drinking on mic. <laughs> <laughs> I called up my friend uh, Lana Del Rey, and she wrote a special theme song. Oh, yeah. Oh, so I'm, I'm going to pipe it in right now. Are you mm-hmm. ready for it? Mm-hmm. Okay, here it goes. I got that survival, survival <laughs> at sea. <laughs> got that survival, survival at sea. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever do that again. I also had like a like a shoulder no. shimmy while I was while I was singing, and
1: he was looking at me the <laughs> whole time. <laughs>
0: uh, well, uh, so this is number sixteen. Uh, Survive. Let's see. Written by Edward Packard. Yep. Illustrations by Paul Granger. Yes. This is written in
1: 1982.
0: Mm-hmm. The Roar in '80s, as I like to say. Yep. Um. so...
1: <laughs> no one's ever called him that. The, well, uh, I'm going to start it now. I love the 80s. I
0: loved that show back in the day.
1: That I did too. Fun. It was real good. And Michael Ian Black. Mm-hmm.
0: Let's get into choose your own summary. So, Abby, you were going to describe this book, summarize this book, mm-hmm. in 60 seconds or less, but you got to choose how you want to do it. Option one is I think you're going to do it in a pirate voice because, again, it's all about surviving at sea. Yard. If you want to do a little bit of a pirate voice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Option two is, as we talked about last time, Dr. Vivaldi mm-hmm. makes an appearance again in this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so if you want to do your Dr. Vivaldi voice for 60 seconds, That's you can do that
1: instead. That's my normal voice. <laughs> it doesn't have to be. <laughs> no, I'm going to do a pirate voice. OK, very nice. Yep. So do you need to prepare? Can I do my steed bonnet voice? I don't know what that is. No, you, what? You didn't, you didn't watch Our Flag Means Death? Well, it just got canceled. Too. Yeah, I know. Which is real. I know it's good. Bring it back. Bring it back. I
0: know it's supposed to be good.
1: It's really good. It's a pirate voice. Pirate voice. The gentleman pirate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> 60 second starts now.
1: Yar! I am a child!
0: <laughs> I don't know why that was so
1: funny. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, and my friend, who's a, an adult anthropologist, calls me on the phone and asks Well, she's not an
0: anthropologist.
1: Well, What is she in this book?
0: She says, uh, oh, we'll, no, g- we'll get to it later. Is. She's not an anthropologist. She's oh. a
1: famous anthropologist who specializes in interspecies communication. Well, she's an
0: interspecies communicationalist.
1: She's a famous anthropologist.
0: You're halfway there. Keep going.
1: Yeah, <laughs> my friend who called me is an adult. Called me on the phone and asked me <laughs> to go on a sea journey. And I said, uh, "Drink up, me hearties, of course." <laughs> so shiver me timbers. Ten seconds. We go on a journey to try to look for a dinosaur, but most of the time we don't find it. We just get lost at sea. you hole and find an island sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect.
0: Good enough, I guess. It, that wasn't a good one, but it's partially my fault because I interrupted you. <laughs> I take some responsibility.
1: You take full responsibility. I she take some is responsibility. an anthropologist. It says it right in the beginning. Well, I think maybe I got confused because in the first book... She was a famous anthropologist who specialized in interspecies communication as well.
0: Well, fine. I don't remember that part, but... I thought she was just a speech lady. <laughs> I thought she was just a speech lady. So... Let's get right into this book. Sure. Sure? You're okay with it? Yep. Let's do it. So a few weeks ago, you get a call from your old friend, Dr. Nera Vivaldi.
1: Which then means that you are the same kid who went on the space journey.
0: Maybe. Unless she befriends multiple kids.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which is weirder. Yeah. So either way is weird. (laughs) Because I don't think... Well, you kind of look the same. And, and
0: again, it's Paul Granger doing the illustrations. You kind of look the same as you do, as look you do the same, yeah. in... Um,
1: it was... Uh, third Planet from multi. Pl- yep, it was Third Planet from Altair.
0: Um So yeah, uh, it was uh, Third Planet from Altair She was also an anthropologist, allegedly, <laughs> with a background Definitely. in interspecies communication. Yes. Um, so yeah, she's your bud. You bud around with her. And she's kind of Cleopatra-y looking. Mm -hmm. Uh, But
1: she didn't really have... She has a strong brow, and I appreciate that about her.
0: (laughs) She didn't have a whole lot to do in Altaïr. She has even less to do in this
1: book. (laughs) Yeah. She's a cool character, though. I I think so.
0: I'm glad she kind of got brought back. Mm -hmm. Um, We did, uh, to kind of talk about uh, uh, our next episode... Uh, We did talk to Edward Packard, finally. Mm. We're really excited about that. So we asked him a couple questions, and he did talk a little bit about Dr. Vivaldi. um,
1: We had a listener question. Yeah, so someone
0: submitted a listener question about Dr. Vivaldi, and so he did answer that. Um, So, yeah, look forward to that. That's probably going to be our next episode. We just have to uh, do do a couple extra things for that episode, but I think it's going to be a really cool episode. Um, So anyway, Dr. Vivaldi's back. And she said, "How would you like to go sailing in the South Pacific? We're searching for the archosaur. Mm-hmm. It's a dinosaur that we believe may still live in the ocean depths. So an archosaur is basically like a big Loch Ness monster."
1: I don't. Is that really a dinosaur? I don't think that's a real dinosaur.
0: I was gonna look it up, but then I forgot. Mm-hmm. And now we're relying on your Google skills, which is.
1: I am a whole entire librarian. <laughs>
0: I am every librarian.
1: <laughs> it's all in me. <laughs> Anything you want Google baby. It's definitely a monophyletic clade uh, and it does not include reptiles such as Squamata and Sphenodontia um and they have diagnostic features like teeth set in sockets, openings in the skull, small openings in the jaw bones, oh, so legs, they're bipedal. Mm-hmm. Um, so an
0: archosaur is a type of it's a, it's a latin term, I believe. <laughs> I, I looked it up. Yes. for It's a classification. A classification, thank you. Yes. Um so it's not technically a dinosaur, but no. the dinosaur it's mimics It's is like an elasmosaurus. Yes. or so, a Loch Ness monster yeah. dinosaur,
1: which is like elasmosaurus. Thank
0: you, yes. Um, so uh, it took some arguing to get permission to go, which I like that detail that like your parents are like, uh what? <laughs> uh, you're not going with some strange lady.
1: Wait, so. Here you are on Bariba Island. So mm-hmm. I want to picture me, a child, mm-hmm. sitting there with my parents. Like, come on. <laughs> you let me go to space <laughs> with her You won't let me go on an ocean trip To look for a dinosaur <laughs> that might still be existing
0: It's technically closer to home
1: Yeah I'm, I mean, I'm probably not going to die
0: <laughs> Again this,
1: Again this
0: time Uh Yeah, so you're on Bariba Island Thousands of miles from home um, You're on a 40-foot sloop allegro
1: Hang on, Sloopy! I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> Sloopy, hang on. <laughs> um, so it's basically a giant sailboat. Mm-hmm.
1: That's so what a sloop is. I don't know a lot about boats. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's just basically a giant sailboat named the Allegro. Um, so right now you're seated in front of the TV uh, uh, at the Bariba Hotel. Okay. And here are your crewmates, Eric Sindel, mm-hmm. the Allegro's skipper.
1: Mm-hmm. So he's the captain. He must have the hat on. Yeah,
0: he's he's looking very dapper. Yeah, uh, and then there is uh Peter Carn, his young nephew, mm-hmm. Jack Mako, the deckhand, and of course Doctor Vivaldi. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, you're off on your adventure. And
1: I like how you have on like the little neck neckerchief.
0: Yeah, like the. Um, as, like a, it's like an ascot.
1: Yeah, you got a real like uh, Fred. <laughs> I was gonna say Fred. From Scooby-Doo Fred look. from Scooby Doo. Fred from Scooby Doo.
0: Look. Mm-hmm.
1: And I like how um, Jack Maiko has the um, like very cool sideburns. Mm-hmm. He's he's a beefy chap.
0: Um. So you're you're watching this broadcast, yep. and Doctor Vivaldi says, "Hey, this might be a hoax, mm-hmm. but this description <laughs> of what he says matches the archosaur that we're looking for."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you're out there sailing. Uh, everything's calm. Two days have passed. Everything's calm. And then all of a sudden you hear on the marine radio,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. warning! A volcano has erupted just under the surface of the sea about 200 miles east of the Island. (laughs) A new island is rising from the sea. All vessels are warned to keep clear of the area. There will be turbulent seas and tidal waves.
1: And that's when I personally would have just turned back. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been like, yep.
0: Pull the Peter. I'm good. Exactly.
1: See, this is Mm -hmm. a very like Abby as a Peter <laughs> kind of adventure because I don't like the ocean.
0: Well, also, I don't think you should be taking a sailboat, even if it's like a nicer sailboat, Mm-mm. out for like deep sea exploration.
1: No, never. Especially if I'm looking for an underwater creature. Yes. But guess what? Someone has already invented something that can go under the water. It's called a submarine.
0: Um. So, yeah, this from here you have your first choice. Mm-hmm. So you can either... Uh, if you say you don't want to risk sailing into the danger zone, you can turn to one page. If you say you're willing to risk it, you turn to a different page.
1: I risked it. What did you And,
0: do? well, I didn't risk it, and it turns out it didn't matter. Yeah. Because <laughs> you go to the same page no matter what. Yep. And so uh, there's a big full page spread, there's a giant tidal wave coming, and it says suddenly you see that <laughs> it makes no difference what you decide to do. Yep. Which feels like a very Ari Montgomery move, like yeah. to be like, um, oh, this this choice that you made didn't really matter. Hand it's of the fate. same. It's <laughs> the same choice, no matter what. So then Eric yells, "Tie on your lifelines!" and Eric gets bopped in the head. Eric was the uh, captain, the yeah, skipper, skipper, right? So it's up to you now, a ten-year-old kid, yep, to decide what to do.
1: Which is not the classic,
0: right? Not for Doctor, not for Doctor Vivaldi,
1: not for the deckhand who mm-hmm. has clearly an adult like mm-hmm. years of experience sailing. at least some
0: ship experience yeah no, it's not his and decision. a burly
1: physique <laughs> <laughs> they're like this guy looks like he could lift a cow he could <laughs> definitely like steer this bad boy mm-hmm. hey <laughs> hey kid with the noodle arms you here.
0: <laughs> our lives are literally in your hands because the next decision People will literally die if you don't do the. The right.
1: biggest piece of wood you've held up was a pencil, a number two <laughs> pencil. Okay,
0: because you're still in school. It says you're still in
1: school. Get over there and mm-hmm. start steering this thing.
0: So this is your first real decision. Is um, <laughs> there's a giant tidal wave coming? The captain's down for the count. Um, you can either steer straight ahead down the wave. You can steer at a 45 degree angle, or you can steer parallel to the wave, so at a 90 degree angle, obviously. So this is your first real choice. Let's get to my first run through right away Mm -hmm. because I went straight into it.
1: Oh, no, that's a bad choice.
0: You know that now. You did not know that. No, (laughs) I
1: did know that. You have to go at an angle. Well, Well, I've watched enough ocean disaster movies to know (laughs) that you have to go at an angle down the wave.
0: Well, because my boating experience is just from canoeing. And so when you're canoeing, when you're, like, kayaking, you go straight ahead into a wave. Mm. Because, like, if you go at a 45, you can still tip over. You can still jostle. So that's just my – I'm bringing my experience into it. Okay, okay. And I die instantly. (laughs) Which (laughs) – that's basically this book in a nutshell, is that the choices more or less are based off of real life.
1: Yeah, you do have to know – like literally have to know how to do some like sailing mechanics and stuff yes, in this, uh-huh. and, and so, reading maps. Yeah, reading maps. You have to understand that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like real life consequences of like actual science and things. Yeah, uh-huh. and which basic was mechanics. Yeah, which was really interesting. I thought it was interesting too. Yeah,
0: because yeah, I don't know if Packard has any sailing experience, which we is probably why. We can ask him next
1: week. Oh, we'll girl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I don't know what his experience is, but I I think that's why he picked a sailboat, because yeah. even though it makes no sense for the story, that's probably what he has experience with, mm-hmm. I, I, w- I would imagine. So, yeah, there's a lot of, like, um things with ropes. There's a lot of things with, like, the sail. Like, what sail do you use later on? Because there's a big storm. Mm-hmm. Do you use the weather sail or do you not use the sail at all? Yeah. Um, do you put
1: out the lines? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you do?
0: Right, there's a part where you have to read a map, and so which way do you go depends on. Right, and they tell you, you some map. like
1: mapping details, like oh, mm-hmm. you were here at this time yesterday, and then you got blown off course, and like here you are. You mm-hmm. try to figure this stuff out. It's that was a lot of complicated stuff. Right, I mean, well, the
0: book says survival at sea, and that's it says it does what it says on the tin. It is a sea adventure uh, based on survival.
1: Yeah. If you're anxious mm-hmm. about dying at sea, <laughs> like, like some people, some people sitting uh-huh. in this small room of two people, <laughs> 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 this is not the book for you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, fair enough. <sighs> uh, um, so that was my first run through.
0: I died right away because I went right <laughs> into the, the storm.
1: If you go straight down the wave, does it just collapse on you? Yes. Okay. If and you still dies. parallel to the wave, I'm assuming that it can collapse under you. Cause oh, so
0: did you not do the parallel wave?
1: No, I did not. Oh. Why? What happens on that?
0: Things get real, real fast. Really? So, yeah, that was one of my other run-throughs is, um, so, yeah, once again, you can choose to go straight into the wave. You can do a 45-degree angle. You can do a 90-degree mm-hmm. degree angle. If you do a 90-degree angle, the boat sinks. You and the nephew get off on, onto a little, like, dinghy, a little lifeboat. Mm-hmm. Everyone else dies. Ah. You're you pretty dying. sure they, they're dead and they don't come back at the end of the book. So, like, Ooh. you are literally responsible for people's lives in this book.
1: Dying. That's serious. So that's
0: basically the two biggest branches is you off on this dinghy with the nephew or you still on the boat with the crew. Mm-hmm. And then from, from there, it, it you know, it branches out further, obviously. Right, right. So what was your first run through?
1: Um, so I did steer at a 45 degree angle to yes, the wave.
0: Yes, that, that's the correct <laughs> choice.
1: Because I have watched A Perfect Storm, so <laughs> I knew what to do. Okay. I haven't seen in forever. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, they die, but... Well, yes, I understand. That's at Spoil
0: alert for a movie that came out 20 years ago. but I
1: mean, everyone knows they die. It's based on a book. So you use all your strength... Um, you get through the wave. With your noodle arms. With your tiny noodle arms. I mean, (laughs) when I say you use all your strength, it's like serious stuff. Mm -hmm. And then um, you have to get yourself back on course. So that's where you get to.
0: Yeah, this is the first instance of the map. The map. And Dr. Vivaldi's like, hey, where do you want to go? Yep. You can go north, you can go northwest, you can go northeast, northeast?
1: Northeast.
0: (laughs) Northeast, east, east, or southeast. You can go uh, south, southwest, or west. Um, So if you go south right away, um, you end up on a different island, and the I think the deckhand Mako, he like berates you. He's like, you clearly didn't read the map.
1: Yeah, so it's, like, really, it tells you at the bottom, like, caution, do not turn to page 27 until you have firmly decided which way to tell Dr. Vivaldi to steer. Mm -hmm. And at the top, it's, like, telling you all this stuff. You know that you passed Kitts Reef at the same time yesterday. You calculate that the Allegro has been heading northwest and traveling at about seven knots. Mm -hmm. The radio reported that the volcano eruption took place about 200 miles east at Etuk Island, Mm -hmm. Which way do you tell her steer? And
0: on the map, there's no you are here arrow. No. You kind of have to defer or infer from all those context clues yes. where you are.
1: So you see like Kitts Reef is kind of in the middle. And you were at Bariba, which is at the bottom of the map. Bariba. <laughs> <laughs> we just going to do that the whole time. So you're like, okay, you see the volcano. The new island is kind of up to the top little bit up to the top end to the left. And you're like, all right, where am I going to go? Where am I going to go? Um, so we went east. And then it's like, uh-oh, it's getting worse and worse. And now there's really big yucky skies. And there's big, big waves and stuff. And oh, no, now we're running into a big typhoon. Mm-hmm.
0: So you get to make the, the choices again. Mm-hmm. But it's slightly different of, of what direction you're going.
1: Yeah. So... Eric, the skipper, is like, ugh, we're going to have a big typhoon. And so you, know, you got to try to... The right side of the storm is the dangerous side, so you got to keep to the left of the storm. And it's like, why didn't you say north or south? <laughs> why didn't you say it that way, Guy? Why did you say it this way? So then you have to try to tell her to steer north or south. So if you go southwest, which is what I did, mm-hmm. then you go to southwest, and you're like, "Ah." Oh, all of a sudden, you go to sleep, and then you go up the ladder, and you see this beautiful island. And it's Karina Island, the loveliest sight in all the Pacific. Sometimes sailors fall in love with this paradise and cannot bring themselves to leave. And so Dr. Vivaldi is like, let's stay here and rest for a few days. <laughs> and everyone agrees. And then as you draw closer, you're hypnotized by the white sand beaches, and the waving palms, and the scent of jasmine drifting to you from the shore. And then Eric says, I have a feeling we aren't going to find the Archosaur. Yeah. <laughs> and Dr. Bobaldi no, says, We may have found something equally wonderful an enchanted island. And the end beach vacation. Beach vacation. <laughs> <laughs> so I made it through two horrible storms, and then mm. I found a dream island <laughs> to live on for the rest of my life with my adult friends <laughs> <laughs> and one other child. <laughs>
0: Well, that's an odd first <laughs> run through.
1: Yes, the the real way that you're supposed to choose, I'm assuming, um, is to go up by the, what, volcano, which is northwest?
0: You are supposed to go to the volcano. The volcano is kind of where most of the action happens. Okay. Um, so I, I never I think found
1: the archosaur when I went oh, that Oh, okay.
0: Way. <laughs> well, we can talk about that later, but I <sighs> think in your instance where um, you, you make those initial direction choices. Mm-hmm. I think Packard still wants you to refer to that map yes. when you're making additional direction choices. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of hard to do when you can't see the map.
1: Yeah, you have to keep flipping back to it. So I have mm-hmm. like a big old post-it on there.
0: Right. So I think you could have avoided potentially that the Carina Island.
1: Probably if I had looked at <laughs> the <again. laughs>
0: Yes, but that's interesting that he designed it that way. Yeah. Because you're doing two things. You're writing and then you're also designing a game. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he was able to, at least in some capacity, design an actual working map. Right. It's pretty genius.
1: I know. I wish I had thought to keep looking back to right. the map. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Um, but it says at the beginning that you're supposed to. Like There was a special warning, Abby. There is a special warning that I did not heed. On page 13, you'll find the ocean chart that shows where the Allegro is sailing. From time to time... Doy, <laughs> You may need to look at the chart to help you make your decision. Mm-hmm. I hope you survive your adventures at sea, and I hope you enjoy them. Edward Packard.
0: And his signature's there.
1: I know. What a sweetie. Right? And he tried to special warn me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, nope, I'm doing it alone. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, let's talk about
0: Mako, the deckhand.
1: Yeah, he's a hottie.
0: <laughs> and those big burly arms.
1: Yeah, with his big sideburns. <laughs>
0: Um, so, Burt Reynolds looking dude. If you survive the, the wave and go at a 45 degree angle, there's a couple of different choices you'd make. Um, you can choose to steer towards the volcano, I think it is. Yep. Because you th- you're you going off of the theory that the rhythm of the volcano.
1: Yeah, like the percussive.
0: Yes. Might have lured the archosaur. It so would be like, going what, what's going on? <laughs> Just like what, that. What's this? Just like that. What
1: is this? What is this thing? And then it pops its little head up. Like, what is happening? Oh, you were doing the archosaur. Yes, that's my archosaur voice. <laughs> what? What is that? What is the thing? <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. I thought you were doing the kid. No,
1: that's my archosaur okay, voice.
0: Okay, fine. So, yeah, you're going to the volcano. Yep. And it's it says right in that beginning chapter that um, there's so much volcanic stuff that is creating a new island that's what's making all these ti- uh these tidal waves and yeah. these storms
1: yeah man we all saw lava mm-hmm. the short film that in was front cute. of the movie mm-hmm. moana yeah
0: yeah
1: mm-hmm. it's cute it was cute
0: so you're going towards the volcano mm-hmm. and then it becomes nighttime and then you wake up and mako has a spear gun pointed directly at you right
1: at your guts mm-hmm.
0: And then, so he says...
1: And he's like, hey, man, you want to go and check out this new island with me?
0: Mm -hmm. Because I want rights to it.
1: Yeah. And if you say no, he's like, well, get on this dinghy.
0: Yeah, you don't have a choice. (laughs) You have to go with him. So you can either, like, go with him, like, wholeheartedly, or you can just, like, pretend to go with him. But you have to go with him onto this
1: island. Yeah. You can go with him, or if you choose not to go with him, then he makes you get on a different boat, and then you, like, float off. Right.
0: Um, So, yeah, you can hang out with Mako on this island, this newly formed island, and he's
1: kind of (laughs) crazy. He's, remember when the guy's like, I'm Napoleon, I'm Napoleon. And and the inside UFO 5440, that is him right now. This is basically
0: him because he, like, he wants to set up his own like country basically. Yeah. With his own rules and.
1: On an erupting volcano. Mm-hmm. On a still active erupting volcano. Yes.
0: There's there's one branch where the uh, volcano is actively like still spewing lava. Yeah. And you either have to get off the island or you have to like try and uh, try to hide.
1: Mm-hmm. You can try to take the spear gun away from him when you're like going, and. Um, you know, you're a kid, and he's a mm-hmm. big old dude, you know? Um, so I went on the boat with him, mm-hmm. and then <clears throat> I was like, I'm going to bide my time. Mm-hmm. And then we're getting closer to the island, and it's like, oh, do I try to take the gun from him, or do I wait a little bit? And I, like, waited a little bit, and we got a little closer to the island, and I was like, hey, man, um, it's still, like sp- – <laughs> spewing smoke and <laughs> you can clearly still see it's the smoke and volcano ash <laughs> is like definitely still coming out of the top so i feel like we should probably not go on to the
0: island mm-hmm. but he wants to get on there because then he thinks that yeah the first person on there owns the island
1: yeah he's like the first person on this island is gonna own it and you're like i don't I don't think that's
0: how it works. And then you find out another branch that that's not true.
1: Yeah, that's not how it works, bro. And so, um, so I bided my time though. And then when we were like close and he was kind of distracted, then I got the mm, gun mm-hmm. and I was like, "Guess what? Now we're gonna turn around <laughs> in my tough guy voice."
0: So what, what happens okay, after? Fine.
1: So he he did want he he did turn around then, mm-hmm. uh, but then we're like going back towards the boat. By the time we get back to the boat, the boat's going mm. without us okay. elsewhere. And I was like, what? No, I don't want that to happen. Um, so I decided to stay within sight of this island. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you do that, you stay within sight of the island. You're just kind of sailing back and forth for a while <laughs> and you're like, we don't have any food or provisions. But then you hear jets and some Navy planes oh. are flying overhead. And then within hours you're rescued by a helicopter. And they're like, ah. Oh. So you say, who will own this new island? And he says, well, if it doesn't blow its top and sink into the sea, the United Nations will own it. And maybe yes. maybe years before it's safe to build anything here. In the meantime, scientists from all over the world will come here to study it. And then you're like, oh, I like that idea.
0: <laughs> the end.
1: The end. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> One of my favorite uh, branches involving the island is... You get off the island and then there's, you get picked up by another boat. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a a man uh, and his boat. He says, my name is Jason Lucas and it's enough for you to know that I'm a businessman. You don't need to tell me who you are. We have made radio contact with the Allegro. We are heading towards her in less than two hours. You'll be safely back with your friends. But because you touched the island first, you have rights to it. So he says, hey, I'll give you $10,000 for whatever rights you may or may not have to this island. So you can choose to get the money right away. You can choose to uh, refuse. If you take the money right away, you you get on the Allegro, and uh, Dr. Vivaldi is like, hey, I can't wait to go look for that archosaur again. And then you're like, yeah. And then you're just thinking about the money that you just made. You're just thinking about your ten thousand <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> dollars. But is, that's seriously how it ends. Like, um, let me let me find the with
1: your little greedy pause. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm gonna buy an Atari. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna buy twenty Ataris. <laughs>
0: you're eager to help find the but right now you can't stop thinking about what you do with those ten thousand dollars. Those ten thousand smackaroos.
1: Mm. I'm um, gonna pay down my debt. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, but you can refuse, and if you refuse, Jason Lucas, he just throws you overboard.
1: Oh my God! He's like I was. I
0: was like I, I did not want it to come to this, and then so he he throws you overboard, and then you can like swim around a little bit. Um, you find a grotto, mm-hmm. and guess what's in the grotto?
1: What? The Arcasaur! Oh my God! <laughs> so you and that's find. how I think
0: I, I think that's how I found the Arcasaur. Uh, the first time.
1: You found it more than once? Yes, there's another time where like you're on
0: rubble. Dang it. And like you're on a little like a dinghy raft and you find the Mm archosaur and you can like lasso him and he can like uh, pull you to safety so you can ride the archosaur. There's another version where like you find the archosaur and then you get picked up by a captain. And he's like... (laughs) So I think I found it three times. There's another version where you you find the archosaur and the uh, you get picked up by a boat, and you you tell the captain, "I was like, I saw the archosaur, and you were there, and you were there, and you were there." And the, the guy's like, "Yeah, you, you probably were just like ocean madness. You're probably just crazy." God dang it! And then he winks at the camera, wink. <laughs> or it was all a dream, or was it? <sighs> so you found no archosaurs. I, I take it.
1: No. Look at this cool one where you you launch uh, a rocket up in the air. Launch a rocket in the air. Again, there's
0: so many good choices in this. Where it's like, uh, you can launch a rocket into the air to signal boats, or you can hold on to your rockets and like wait, wait till the boat's closer. You can drink seawater. No, you get then thirsty. you're gonna get crazy. Well, yes, but if you don't know that, you can drink seawater, or you can hold off. Um, and then yeah, if you if you drink the the water right away, you obviously you die.
1: Yeah, you go crazy. Um, I've seen a lot of survival at sea stuff because I feel like Mm. you should know your own enemy.
0: (laughs) Uh, There's a lot of that happens with um, when you're with the nephew, Mm. Um, and then when you're with the nephew, you find you can find like this derelict boat. Oh, see, I didn't do
1: any of the nephew path. Right, dang it!
0: You find some provisions in this boat, and so you can choose to go fishing right away, or you can choose to like wait it out. And there's different choices there. Um, You find when, when you're with the nephew. Um, you see a, a boat way off in the distance, so you can choose to either set your boat on fire <gasps> as like a signal fire, or you can choose to like wait it out. If you wait it out, um, the boat just drifts off, and you 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 have a dream of you dying, because you you wake up and you have a dream of both of you as skeletons, and then you realize oh this dream's going to become this dream going to become true. Yikes! But if you set the boat on fire, then they they come and rescue you. That so. is dark. A little bit. <laughs> but, I mean, this one was really realistic. I mean, to a point. I mean, there's a dinosaur in it, but. Yeah, man. So, if you like the realistic ones, I think this is a good one.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: Um, So, how about let's get to favorite endings. So, do <sighs> you have a favorite ending?
1: Um, hold on. You do your favorite ending first. Let me find mine.
0: So, my favorite ending is when you ride the archasaur. You uh, ride the arcosaur, um, uh you're, you're a, You kind of like lasso him and you, you ride him, mm-hmm. and then you kind of you black out. You wake up on a, like a remote island,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but there's like there's people on it. And so Eric calls you up the next day. He's like, I can't believe it's you. There's no way your raft could have drifted all the way from this new island, the new island that formed in the, the volcano, to Bori Ramba in such a short time. And then you say it didn't drift, and you explain your amazing ride with the archosaur. And I says, I really can't believe it, but I guess you had, uh, you had to have because you traveled such a long distance. And then uh, Eric's like, Hold on, Dr. Vivaldi wants to talk to you. And uh, she says, I want to hear all about your encounter with the Archosaur. Now I'm more curious than ever about this fantastic animal. Are you willing to continue the search with us? And you say, Sure, but I'll have to be in school in a couple of weeks. And Dr. Vivaldi says, I'm sure I can arrange for you to miss a few weeks of school. <laughs> Because you're going to learn a lot, and so will I, on the next voyage of the Allegro. So I just love that Dr. Vivaldi's like, I'm going to pull a few strings.
1: Are you ready for your you scientist sabbatical? <laughs> Jeez. Uh,
0: not <laughs> your parents.
1: Your science friend. Your
0: science older friend.
1: Yeah, my older friend. <laughs> my adult friend near Vivaldi. So yeah, that was my favorite uh, ending. Oh my gosh. Getting um, to ride
0: the arcosaur. And then Doctor Vivaldi's like, "Hey man, school? You don't need school, but you can ride dinosaurs.
1: Take me with you." What um, do you got? <laughs> um, I think um, my stupidest ending <laughs> was uh, was a map misreading on my part.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: <laughs> but it just shows how um, <laughs> how Edward Packard really, really wanted people to like pay attention mm-hmm. to the map. Um, because it was like, okay, you know how you're supposed to go, like north, northeast, northwest, whatever. So when you go to page <laughs> 27, you can, uh, if you tell Dr. Vivaldi to steer north, mm-hmm. <laughs> then it's like, okay, steer due north. And then it's like, oh, there's a terrible crunching sound. No, no, too late. We're wedged in. We're taking on water. The coral's cutting us to shreds. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get this one. <laughs> If you go north, there's a spot on here called Dangerous Reefs. Oh. <laughs> and I love it because it's like, It's no, your own fault. You're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> if only you'd taken more time to look at the chart. Next time you'll know better. If there is a next time. The end. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. It's, you're so I like st- that one. You dummy. <laughs> you, just, you went right into the Dangerous Reefs <laughs> that are called the Dangerous Reefs.
0: Highway to the Danger Reefs. Um, Highway <laughs> to the Danger Reefs. <laughs> um, so that was Survival Let's See. What do you think of this one?
1: I think this one is really smart.
0: I think so too. This one is. I, I like them when they're more ridiculous and crazy.
1: Oh, yeah. I love me a good, like, unhinged one.
0: Right. But this one is written so well, or, or, or the, plotted out so well, yeah. that. You have to like it, and you kind of have to respect it. It was also so simple. Like, there was no part where, like, you're, like, kind of trying to survive on land, except for, like, the volcano island. It was all, it says what it says on the title.
1: Right. The thing in here that made it, like, the only part of my, like, long run-through stuff that was like, ah, I wish this wasn't happening to me, was the stuff with Mako where he was, like, Mm -hmm going crazy and wanted to mm-hmm. be on the island and stuff. Um, but I guess in reality, that's potentially something that would happen where one of your shipmates would mm-hmm. be power hungry. And mm-hmm. it adds a cool dimension. And Shanghai you or whatever. You <laughs> right. know, like, mm-hmm. But um, it just felt very like everything else that could happen was very plausible, ex- mm-hmm. <laughs> except for the giant dinosaur. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything else seemed like, no, you have to read a map. There are storms at sea. Like this stuff is all things that would, happen, Mm -hmm. um, except for the adult trying to kill me with a harpoon gun.
0: (laughs) I said this before in a previous show, but it's a little bit of a bummer that the Packards are so hard to find Mm -hmm. and that the Montgomery's are so easy to find. Right. Because just the Packard books are just, overall, they're just so much better.
1: Right. They're really um, well thought out. Mm Mm-hmm. And they feel very, like, cohesive mm-hmm. and intentional. feels yes. like everything, every decision in them is very intentional.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: agree. Which is nice. So that was Survival at Sea. Doesn't um, just have an alien slapped in there. <laughs> I didn't know what to do here, so there's an alien. Exactly, yeah. Alien rescues you in this one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so I think that about does it. Let's get to our housekeeping. Uh, make sure that you... Uh, like and subscribe to the podcast uh, However you see fit uh, If you could rate us Five stars on iTunes That really helps us out It helps other people find the show Follow us on Instagram Because Abby posts a lot of fun stuff mm-hmm. On there When
1: I and feel you can, like it
0: when, Yeah <laughs> I mean we're doing this for fun So you know Yeah. You get to it when you get to it You can email us at Chooseyourownbookclubpodcast at gmail.com If we missed anything If there's anything uh, that you yeah, just, just want to talk to us about. Uh, our next episode, Who boy, we are going to be talking to Edward Packard, the author of this book.
1: Yeah, of, and of other ones. Of other ones, yes. <laughs> Not wrote, just this one, Right. multiple books.
0: So th- that should be our next episode. Um, so what we did was we um, wrote to him a bunch of questions. He wrote back a bunch of answers. Uh, we'll be reading off some of his questions, but also we're gonna um, uh, talk to him on Zoom a little bit. Yeah. Say hi to him.
1: I'll do more questions. Well, we'll see. I'll have some hard hitting questions, <laughs> like, "What is your favorite ice cream?" Flavor?
0: <laughs> um. So yeah, there'll be. It's kind of like a it'll be like a two parter uh, episode where we'll do. Uh, we'll be reading off some of his questions and do answers. Do you have a
1: library card? And then, oh, that's a good question, too.
0: And then we'll be asking <laughs> them maybe some questions or just saying hi to them.
1: Yeah. You know, I saw an article recently that I sent you, Peter, yes. the mm-hmm. one in Fatherly about um, Choose Your Own Adventure books. Mm-hmm. And um, it had that little like thing in there about how there was like a huge overprint of like one of the early Choose Your Own Adventure books that they sent out to like.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it was Space and Beyond. Yeah. That they overprinted.
1: Yeah, and then they sent it out to schools and stuff, mm-hmm. and that was kind that's of that's how it got so big. Got so big, and mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm curious to to hear some more about that from mm-hmm. him potentially. I think that would be interesting.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what he wants to talk about. Uh, yeah. yeah. So that that'll be really interesting. Um, so yeah, look forward to that. That'll be our next episode. Um, then our next choose your own adventure book will be Race Forever by Ari Montgomery. cool no. Um. So. Thanks for choosing us today, everybody. My name is Peter. I'm a librarian.
1: My name is Abby. I'm also a librarian. (laughs) This has
0: been Choose Your Own Book Club, everybody. (laughs) See you next time.